Welcome everybody to the loudest podcast. Sriracha, I'm cutting off my traditional intro that is used to fool future executives into thinking that our show has a format. Oh, damn it, I had a really good introduction. What's your introduction? My name's Sriracha and I'm here to say I haven't washed my clothes in almost 30 days. (laughs) Washing machines, not a thing over there. In Indonesia? Yes. Okay. Welcome back from Indonesia. I know you probably want to tell us all about your Indonesian adventures. It's just... It's really important that you hear me when I say this. You are not allowed to leave again. The show went to hell without you. Oh. It went straight to hell. Boy, buddy, I heard. Let me tell you, everyone who applied to be a replacement, Sarantia, you did a cataclysmically bad job. Like stage four bad. Te- <laughs> each one was worse than the last. And by the way, if you were a replacement, Sarantia, thank you for applying Send me an invoice to stereos.coconos at gmail.com and we will send you your $10. Yeah, well, uh, I cannot fucking believe I spent <laughs> money on this. We're, we're out like 200 bucks on all these replacement ranches. They were all useless. We still got to pick a winner, too. Jesus Christ. Well, oh here's my how God. we're going to do. You know what? I'll get to how we're going to pick the winner later in the show. Like, you, you're not, you can't leave again. If you leave again... That's it. I'm just going to go I'm going to go strap some car batteries to my legs and walk <laughs> into the ocean. Like it is shit is I'm in a corn maze talking to people who are telling me stories that are going nowhere, much like I was in that corn maze, lost and afraid. Yeah, I don't mean to pick on you guy, but getting high is not a story. Yes. You need to have a three act structure, okay? Introduction, rising action, conclusion. The The third one is really big. (laughs) The idea is that a story goes to an unexpected place. You start telling me a story. I never thought that would happen. Here's how this guy's story went. I took some drugs and went to New York and things worked out fine. I did that this morning. That's not a story. Oh, I didn't take drugs this morning. I'm still sober, I was going to say, yeah. But I would have if I could have. God damn it. I've been sober for a moment. I hate being sober. Anyway, please don't leave again. I am sorely disappointed. And to to everybody listening to this, (laughs) I want you to tweet hashtag Sarancha don't go. I need... She won't listen to me. She doesn't listen to a single thing I tell her. She will listen to you, listeners. That's why you're called listeners. Because she'll listen. You tweet hashtag Sarancha don't go. I want you to impress upon this person how badly we need her to stay here. Or if you are going to go, take me with you this time. Where do you want to go? Florida. Well, I do want to go to Florida. <laughs> I miss. I like Florida. Florida's my favorite. Yeah, I don't want to go to Indonesia. Why did you go to Indo? Of all the places you could have gone to fight in the war, you know, there's a war in Orlando, a Star War. There's a whole, <laughs> la- there's a whole land. I wasn't there. ready. I wasn't ready for it. Oh boy. Oh baby. Let me tell you a tale. I got to tell you some tales. And my first tale, the thing that impressed upon my brain. Can I talk about the napkin thing? What, dude? Can- oh boy. Oh how boy howdy. Let me tell you about the napkin shit. Okay. All right. So. The thing that impressed upon me the most didn't even happen before I got to Indonesia. I had a very long flight. I had a like 20 hour layover in Shanghai or something. First of all, let me preface this with don't know what the fuck is going on with the yuan, but American money 
very valuable in China. No shit. Dude, I went, I got a whole plate of food, like bibimbap or something, and a beer for $10 at the airport. That. That's that's like a thirty dollar airport meal. Yes, in, in America, a beer, an airport beer, you're out eleven dollars. Fuck you, and that's for like Budweiser. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow. Okay. Now I heard that when you were at Chinese Customs, there were two people arguing in Chinese. Obviously, Hung Yi Fa Choi. Hung Yi Fa Choi. <laughs> and um, you 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 overheard them say like a word that a uh, one word in English uh, podcast. <laughs> China, if you're listening, we're sorry. Whatever we've said is sorry. Please let Sriracha into China. Ni hao. Without scaring her and talking about her podcast so much right in front yeah, of her. Yeah, welcome to the rice fields. <laughs> God damn. Okay, so anyway, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. I, uh, oh, by the way, I, they're arguing in Chinese and they look at me and they're like, do you have a visa? I'm like, no. <laughs> Come back to arguing. Like, is there any reason you would need to leave the airport? And I'm like, I don't predict one. They're like, okay, pass through. Okay, good. Yeah, because what? Like, you like you're just you're in the airport. Like the airport's just a controlled space. You're just in the airport, so you can then take another plane to Indonesia. Right? Yes, but but here is the issue: um, when you arrive in China from America, mm-hmm. you need to. Get off of the plane and get out and go to this, what I can only describe as airport purgatory. Okay. Where you need to collect your bag, but you cannot leave the airport. And then, but technically you are outside of the controlled airport space. So you need to go through immigration and customs again. Just to get your bag? And recheck your bag so they can move it to another airplane and I guess check it again. I don't know. All of the reviews for I flew China Eastern Airlines and all the reviews were all pissed off. Like this Shanghai Pudong uh, connection is awful. It is terrible and it ruined my fucking flight. It was cataclysmically annoying, but I don't think it was that bad. I thought the actual flight was fucking fine. Well. I know that on the way back, you only had, like, three hours to make your connecting flight. Yeah. And, like, if one Chinese customs agent didn't like the way you looked at them, like, you would have missed your flight. Yeah, it took about an hour to get through. Like, to leave the airport, get the bag, go through, talk to all the Chinese people that are yelling at you. (laughs) Yeah, about your podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then move through. But let me tell you. Okay, first of all, Saranch's insider airport tip. When you arrive to Shanghai and you get through there, you will be in a very small terminal. Mm-hmm. Do not leave until you absolutely have to. There's a connecting, like, what's it called? Like an air train yeah. that goes to. So here's the small one. And then there's the gigantic one with most of the, I think the one that you land in has like five gates or something. Mm-hmm. So chances are you're not going to be leaving for the one that you landed. Do not go to the other terminal unless you are super duper horny for duty free shit which you are oh my god i'm not you you you're a little miss duty free i'm not one time sarancha was like stuck at the at the airport in london for some reason and it like i don't know there was a problem with her flight she went to the duty she called me on uh, FaceTime, she went to the duty-free shop, bought a whole bottle of vodka, and she was like, this is what I'm doing until my flight tomorrow. I have a plan, and it's this whole bottle. Oh, did I, No, did I not tell you about this? 
I mean, oh, I- this is great. I was coming back from uh, Barbados. And they have Let's Rum there. That's like their thing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm looking through the Barbadian uh, duty free. And by the way, money worth a lot there, too. Cool. So I'm like, oh, these bottles of rum are really cheap. And this was when you were drinking. This was a couple of years ago. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy a serious bottle of rum. So I bought this gigantic, bought like a gallon of rum. And I went to the, uh, the guy and they're like, where are you going? And I made the mistake, instead of just saying New York, I was like Miami, because I had a connecting thing. Yeah. So they were like, okay. So they package it up, and they give it to me on the plane. And I'm a dumbass who's thinking like, oh, I'm not going to have to go through customs again when I land. But I do. And I'm like, God fucking damn it, why? And the guy is like stopping me, because nobody fucking speaks English at the Miami airport. He's just pointing it to my bottle of rum and then pointing to the garbage. And rum, garbage. Like, you're obviously saying you can't do that because you can't, that stupid ass fucking liquid law. So I'm like, fuck you, buddy. So I unscrew it, stick the top up, and drink as much as I can in the middle of the line. And the guy is like, well, I don't know enough English to argue with you. You almost got alcohol poisoning out of spite. That's a great co-host. You're such. Oh. And then I'm like, well, fuck you. That fine. I threw it in the garbage that I probably fell asleep. On the he was just going to take it out of the garbage. I'm glad that you like fucking ruined that. Yeah. Thing. Mouth harassed the top. <laughs> yeah. Have fun with this later. TSA. You fucking thieves. Constantly stealing. I think that is that is absolute <laughs> bullshit. It's duty free. It's a. It was moved from an airport to the plane by airplane people, and she didn't, like, suddenly turn this thing into, like, a gasoline bomb. Yeah. Like, what? Why? Okay. I hate, I, I hate everything about air travel in the TSA. I hate it so much. Except, I hear you do have an opinion about the food that's served in the sky. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't mind airplane food. I hear that you have a tight five about airplane food. I don't. I just kind of like airplane food. Which is that you like airplane food. You're the only comedian who has a bit about airplane food that is like, I just kind of like airplane food. I like airplane food. I like eating the food on airplanes because it's always, when you flew to, we talk about, we allowed to talk about how you went to Brazil. Yeah, sure. You went to Brazil. Did you eat the airline food? Yeah, of course. What, What did they serve you? They served me one of those little cheese breads. Those Brazilian cheese breads, a conchicas. Conchita, Maria Conchita Alonso. Have you heard of Maria Conchita Alonso, no, the leading the lady from The Running Man? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, Maria Conchita Alonso. Is The Running Man that movie about the autistic guy? Not every movie is Rain about- Man. I'm thinking Rain Man. <laughs> yes. Your, your mind always just... You're always... Anyway... Uh, yeah, I had the food food on the plane. It was great. I had a little cheese bread. I had some steak. It was good. I was drinking at the time, so I drank a lot. And it was all expensive to the company, so I drank a lot. So let me tell you guys, when you're on it, if you've never flown internationally, they do this hilarious thing on airlines, which is the food that they serve you on the plane is always a bastardization of the food of whatever country that you're going to. Oh, by the way, I need to tell you about um, one of my favorite hobbies when I go out of the country is to see what other countries consider American food. Yes. <laughs> so I went to an American Indonesian restaurant. Let me tell you. Interdasting. Okay. Very interdasting. Okay, wait. So um, I got the food and you're walking around and they give you a choice of Western food or Chinese food. And I ate both of them and it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. It's so, it's My so problem with it is that it's just so fucking dry. 
It's either smothered in sauce or it's drier than a dick. <laughs> it's drier than a dick in the dead of winter. How wet do you want these dicks? <laughs> do you want like slippery dicks? What are you, what are, I would think a dry dick would be a good thing if you weren't like, wow, check out this highly viscous dick. <laughs> Just smothered. I had like a big wet dick. Oh, do you now? I need something to bite on, too. I am looking for a dripping wet dog. Just smother that shit in barbecue sauce. Sure. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Whatever you want. Nine and a half weeks. You you have fun down there. Okay. Nine and a half. What? It, you know, if you don't get a reference... Just move on. I'm going to bet. I'm going to roll those dice and say that nobody in the audience got that. Everybody get nine and a half weeks has the famous scene where they cover each other in food while they have sex. That's how the popular culture got into the whole idea of like edible chocolate. I'm going to put uh, strawberry slices on my nipples. Like, Yeah, I never got that shit. Yeah. You know what? Because you weren't around for nine and a half weeks after that. It was yeast infection central. All of America got a yeast infection because of the sex scenes in nine and a half weeks. Yeah, I was going to say that was the first thing. Like every time people mention stuff like that or like, oh, I'm going to put chocolate sauce on my gooder. It's like you're asking for a yeast infection. You know, yeast eat sugar, right? Yes, exactly. What are you trying to brew some beer down there? Because that's what you're going to do. Don't do that stuff. Also... Every time I've seen edible panties, where it's like, and I've, thankfully, I've never seen them in the wild. Every time, like, uh, let's say I'm at, like, a store, and they're like, oh, we have edible panties. It's like, it seems like it would be a lot of work to eat those panties. I've seen, like, I remember in college once, there was, like, a like a safe sex party or something, and they gave away these, this, like, G-string, and it was made of... Uh, the same kind of like rocky, chalky candy that you'd get on a candy necklace. What the fuck kind of college did you go to? I went to, I went to a college that was very sex positive. We were known as the gayest college in America. <laughs> Fucking sounds like it. Well, yeah, exactly. We were the most LGTB friendly college in America. It was great. I went to a very, a very progressive college in Boston. and um, But it's that kind of like candy necklace candy. And I'm looking at this G-string and I'm saying to myself... This would take forever and involve a lot of biting. I'm not doing it. That's the danger, I feel like, with those things. you got to take them off to eat them. Otherwise, you're going to bite something that is not intended to be bit. You're supposed to, like, eat your way through them to the creamy center that is your lover. A big dollop of yeast infection. Yeah, and some of these little panties I've seen where they're just like, it's just a fruit roll-up. It's like a big fruit roll-up that you put around, and it's just like... I like a bitch with a big fruit roll-up vagina. Yeah, I'm not. I want that shit to look like a chewed wad of bubblish. Yes, exactly. What, like whatever the opposite of laffy taffy is, sad taffy, depressy taffy. That's what it looks like. That, and the thing is, it's like the girl. It's not like she can wear them all day. You know what I mean? With these edible panties, it's like you got to put them on. And then it's it's a real crank high voltage situation. There's this movie Crank High Voltage where it's like this it's like very this guy 
He's got to charge up his heart. He has a limited amount of time to live. Amy Smart's in it. I'll tell you more about it later. Amy Smart's in it? Yeah, Amy Smart plays a stripper in it. And she recharges Chef Chelios' heart by giving him a lap dance at a, uh, at a, uh, at a, at a, uh, horse race. Uh, anyway. Great. <laughs> um, it's a real ticking clock. It's a real Jack Bauer ticking clock scenario to, because those panties are degrading by the second. Not the minute. If you, listeners, if any of you want to, if any of you are like a edible panty enthusiast, or if, if any of you could just tell me like, no, Stereos, you're wrong. Edible panties are good because of this, this, this. Do tell me. I'm movable on this issue. Yeah, everybody just write me a letter about your uh, edible panty experience. Write it to porkchatter at protonmail.com. Yeah, Exactly. Um, all right, but anyway. What the fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so I had a I had an experience in the Shanghai airport that blew my fucking mind. Tell me. So, when you, I am in Asian country, Asian people do this hilarious thing, or not Asian people, but Chinese and Japanese people do this fucking hysterical thing that I've experienced, where they try so hard to speak English to you once you, they see that you are white, even if they very clearly cannot speak it themselves. And even if you, and by you I mean you, Saranja, speak fluent Japanese and taught it. Dude, it's fucking hysterical. Go to Japan, just learn anything in Japanese. You will ask a Japanese person a question in Japanese and they will respond to you in English. Give me both sides of this conversation. I need to hear an act out of this. The last time it happened to me was I was down. I stopped this woman on the street. I'm looking for a train station. I just say, uh, which is, uh, where's the train station? She said, looks, she's like, ah, train station. <laughs> and then hesitates real hard. <laughs> Go down this way, then make a right. And then she points left. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you can just tell me this. Uh, we're speaking Japanese. You can, you can, it's fine. You can just, you so you me. talked back to her in Japanese, I assume. No, I was just like, you know, I'm fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. Now look, I look, I'm not immune to the siren song of the of the high school taught second language. You give me just the you give me the foot in the door to speak the small amount of Spanish I know. A la izquierda o a la derecha. Es español tiempo por la stereos coquinos. Except if you're in an Uber in Orlando and you need to communicate with the driver, which it's time to just scream louder in English. I did a good job. I got us where we were going. Now, look, I don't really remember this story. I just assume I did a good job. Did I do a good job? No, you just talked louder and I slower. I did a good like job. Like, that's going to make the driver magically learn English. Hola izquierda, por favor. Por favor. Anyways... Did I ever tell you about the one time that a kid had me call into his class in Mexico? Yes. Okay. Well, say no for the podcast. No. <laughs> okay. Because you know how before you were like, did I tell you this napkin story? What if I had said yes? Then where do we go with the podcast? Yeah, I don't know. This is just a, hey, guys, audience, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Just every week I sit in a chair and I hope that then I black out and the fever is take over me. And when I come back, it's time to go eat lunch. 
<laughs> anyway, tell us more about Indonesia. No, tell us about your fucking... No, it wasn't even that good. Now we can't go back. All right, well, look, look, long story short, a kid wanted me to give a... Pre- a kid was like, he had to interview a businessman. That was his assignment. And he was like, <laughs> you run Spite Incorporated. I want to interview you. It was like a kid in Mexican high school. And I was like... Are you sure? I was like, wait, did it say you have to interview a successful businessman or just a businessman? And he's like, no, any kind of businessman. I was like, great. And so he had me like Skype in his class and he told me to speak Spanish as well as I could. Oh, God. And so I was like, hola, estudiantes, yo soy americano and business muy. And business muy. <laughs> and business Muy poquito, pequeño business. Uh, pues es muy harto. And I got this class laughed so loud. It, it's the biggest laugh I think I've ever gotten as a human being. And I wasn't even trying to do comedy. I was just trying to speak Spanish. He begged me. He was like, please try to speak Spanish. It is so funny when you try to speak Spanish. And so I kind of, it's like, look. America may, we may be on like year three and a half of like shit talk about Mexico, like <laughs> as a nation, just like we need to build a big wall to keep your filth out of our country. That game never ends, by the way. The shit talking about Mexico. Yeah, I know. So I was like, at least I could show them that, you know, we're pretty stupid too up here in America. All right. But anyway, uh, uh, you went to Indonesia. No, I, I'm trying to tell my goddamn napkin story. Okay, tell your napkin story! <laughs> so I get there and I'm trying to do this thing that I do when I speak English to Asian people, which is when <laughs> you have to talk really slow and fuck up your cadence. Just absolutely fuck up your cadence because it makes it easier to understand when you talk slower, right? So I go over and my first experience there is I'm getting food and I sit down and I got like a 20-hour layover here. So I go to eat multiple times in this story. So I go over and I point to the table. I'm like, is it okay if I sit here? And the lady looks at me and I swear to God, this is what she says. She's like, man, sit wherever you want. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm dealing with the best here. This is a professional. So I am operating for the rest of my time here with the assumption that everyone here speaks decent English, like passable English. So at one point, I, uh, I'm i getting fucked up on $3 airport bears because what else is there to do? What am I going to do? And I get hungry again. I go to a different restaurant and I sit down and look at the menu. Uh, fun fact, uh, it's impossible for me to read these menus <laughs> because everything is written in Chinese and then under it, it is printed in, how am I supposed to explain this? In a Latin alphabet, but they didn't bother to fucking translate it. So it's like, you see a row of Chinese characters and then under it, just the word Bing Shui. <laughs> But I don't know what that means either. I don't. You didn't actually translate this to English. Fun fact, means ice water. Oh, there you go. Hey, how was the bing shui? Bing shui. Oh, another fun thing. Water fountains in China don't dispense cold water because there is some kind of like urban legend amongst Chinese people that excessively cold beverages is bad, are bad for your health. I've heard about this. I, I have heard about in China, the, like according to like traditional Chinese medicine, Traditional Chinese medicine is all about trying to keep your body from getting inflamed. And you can be inflamed by extremely hot stuff or extremely cold stuff. So if you go to like a traditional Chinese like herbologist or uh, or 
um, uh, uh, RX. What does RX mean? Pharmacist. Pharmacist. Yeah, if you go to like a traditional like Chinese healer, he'll like be like, you have way too much hot in your body. I'm going <laughs> to prescribe you a bunch of ice or the opposite. Like, I'm going to prescribe you like a bunch of capsaicin. How the fuck did this country become like a number two superpower? <laughs> they work real hard. <laughs> They worked real hard over there. My Chinese grandpa worked real hard to escape China. Thank (laughs) God he did. (laughs) OMG. Yeah, no, so you get, when you go to the water fountain, you have two choices. You have scalding hot tea water or Mm. warm piss water (laughs) that Mm. you can drink. Honestly, I kind of like drinking warm water over cold water because I can gulp it faster. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, so I go to this restaurant. I'm sitting here. I'm just basically just pointing at shit. Except... (laughs) I see one that's ju- uh, just says Johnny Walker on it, like not even in Chinese. I'm like, okay, I want that. So I point to it. The lady comes over and is like, oh, you know that's whiskey, right? I'm like, yeah, bitch, I know what the fuck to do. God damn it. <laughs> do it's look- not her fault. You look like a 14 year old. God damn it. <laughs> do I look like I'm here to fucking do my taxes? I've been trapped in this goddamn airport for 16 fucking hours. I'm here to party. <laughs> <laughs> So she brings me my whiskey. The person that brings me my whiskey is not the woman that took my order. It's some guy. And he puts it down and I spill a little bit. I'm like, hey, buddy, uh, come here. Can I get a napkin? He looks at me. He's like, what? Oh, wait, no. Yeah. So I want you, audience, to what would you call a piece of thin paper that you are given at a restaurant that you are supposed to wipe your mouth with? What would you call that? Now, the first thing I would say is napkin. Is, can you think of any synonyms for napkin? I mean, I guess I would say paper towel, but that's it. Like, at, past that, like, rag? Well, it's not a rag. It's, like, no, made of paper. Not- I know. I'm, try- I'm trying to do your insane thought exercise here. Like, uh, what else would I call it? A handkerchief? A disposable handkerchief? A garbage hanky? Did you try calling it a garbage hanky? I did not. Okay, well, that's your first mistake. So the guy sits, he's like... He just looks at me, and I'm like, napkin? And he looks at me, and he's like, napkin? And then I just do the in- universal uh, symbol for napkin, which is pretending to wipe myself. Right, like to dab the corners of your mouth. Now, the chat is saying tissue? Tissue? That's a good one. That's tissue. a good one. That's, That's a good, good one. one. Okay. Yeah, no, so then eventually the guy gives up and sends the waiter over. She's like, what What do you need? I'm like, napkin? And she looks at me, she says, what? And I'm like, napkin? <laughs> she like, she's like, and she doesn't even so I stand up and I walk over to the bar and I pick up a cocktail napkin and just take it back with me she's like oh and then she goes and brings me like three more of them I'm like okay well I don't need it anymore <laughs> but thank you then then as I'm walking out of the restaurant I see the guy and the girl in a bunch of other waiters and they're standing there and I'm overhearing and I hear them speaking Chinese and it's just like napkin and then they'd all start laughing and they kept saying the word napkin over and over again and my earth is shattered asterios my confidence is destroyed can i even speak english what the fuck what the fuck why is that weird what would you call that is there another word from it am i a fucking idiot are they fucking idiots what in what universe is that not a napkin let me tell you what happened tell let me, me tell you what i think happened tell me i'm no chinese expert I just happen to be Chinese. Hongi fat choy. Hongi fat choy. I think when they think, when they hear the word napkin, and I mean that specific word napkin, they think sanitary napkin. What the fuck? I know. I know. My guess is that like the word napkin over there is really 
Very okay. For example, en, espa, en espanol, manzana can mean an apple or a city block. Manzana. Are you sure about that? See, si. es muy sure. My guess is that the word napkin only means gooch protector. Period rag. Okay, that's disgusting. How dare you? You're fucking disgusting. You're just, you are. You're so gross, right? You're so gross. So. You kept asking people for a tampon, pretty much, or a pad, or whatever you girls that use down there. That doesn't make any sense in context. Have these That's people- That's why it's funny, because it makes no sense in context, because you're like a girl drinking Johnny Walker Black in the middle of the Chinese airport, screaming about tampons! That's why it's funny! Have you never interacted with a fucking American before? I, I, am, I have some serious doubts that this is the first time in the goddamn history of China that American has showed up and asked for a napkin in a restaurant. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay, calm down, tampon girl. Like, you got clowned pretty hard in a Chinese airport by, asking for, a, by asking for a sanitary pad nine times. All right, chill out, G. I'm just confused. My confidence is ruined. I'm questioning every single word that comes out of my mouth now. I will never speak again. It's going to be real bad for the podcast. This is going to be terrible for the podcast because we know what happens when you're not speaking on it. Oh. No one's listening to it. <laughs> you guys did an awful job. It just was real. Terrible. It was real bad. Cataclysmically bad. <laughs> like and, world and we have ending. to pay them too. We have to pay them all for doing a bad job. Yeah. Oh. So this is, so the very few replacement rancher interviews that are worth listening to. Very few. We will play the best of them at the end of each episode for the next couple of weeks. So like uh, after the, after the music, you know, and whatever, and after I say the goodbye credits, we'll, we'll include a little bonus uh, replacement rancher interview at the very end. And that's how you'll hear. But this one guy was great. This one guy talked about how he shits like an eagle oh boy i can't wait to tell you about shitting like an eagle wait i'm sorry what no go on did you no 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 no. why do you have a shits like an eagle story ready to go you seem to have some kind of shits like an eagle story in the chamber like did I just, like, I feel like this is the manchurian candidate and i just said your code your activation phrase why are you knocking on wood? Hi, sir. I would like to introduce you to the gospel of squat shitting. <laughs> Do you have a second to talk about how I can improve your life 100%? I don't... Let me tell what you What is all happening time. right now? I feel like I'm in a Chinese airport asking for temps. What's going on? Audience... I am going to change your life right now. Hi, my name's Saraja, and I'm about to blow your fucking world and your asshole open <laughs> simultaneously. So, Indonesia is a great place to get back in touch with your religion. And by that, I mean it's a great place to go eat some water microbes and then pray for the mercy of God as you shit your lower intestine out <laughs> in the middle of the forest. So, I had an experience where I was staying. I fucked up my um i fucked up my airbnb reservations right so the one day i booked a space in between like i ended my reservation one place a day too early and i had to go on hotwire and just book a quick hotel so i book a 20 dollar <laughs> stay which is one of the cheaper ones at 
some place, but it did still have a pool, which was nice. That's awesome. And when I got there, the toilet in the bathroom was simply a hole in the ground. <laughs> okay. Is this exaggeration? No. What? It's a... Did the hole go somewhere? Was it like an outhouse? Was there an outhouse on the inside? Was it an in-house? Do you know when you were in high school how you would have stalls yes. in your bathroom? Yes. Inside of my hotel room, there is a bed and a curtain type okay. of thing, like one might see in a hospital. Sure. And when you opened that curtain, there were two stalls. Okay. And one stall was a pretty standard looking shower. Okay. Besides the fact that there's no hot water in any of them. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, I got ice baths. Almost 50% of the time that Don't I was there. Don't scare our Chinese listeners. <laughs> That's why I got so sick. <laughs> Possibly. And then the other one, you open the stall, and instead of being a toilet there, it was just a hole, pipe, and you could press a button, and it would open, and then water would come out the sides and take your poo-poos down away. Okay. So... It wasn't like a big dirt hole like in the Middle Ages. No, it was not like a well. Okay. It was like an advanced hole for you to shit in. It this is what it sounds like. It sounds like it sounds like do you know how like there's a cereal called Oops All Berries? Yeah. It sounds like it was like a cereal called like everything but the bowl. Oops where, no toilet. Yeah, oops <laughs> no toilet, where it's just like it's everything you need except the toilet part. Because if you think about it, there is a big hole in our bathroom right now. We're just dressing it up with a toilet on the top. It's true. It's a deconstructed toilet. There you go. It was a... Uh, what's that word for like uh, the simplification thing they do? It's like that art style. Minimalism. It was, yeah, minimalist toilet. <laughs> minimalist toilet. So let me tell you, Stereos and listeners, I have had diarrhea for 21 consecutive days. Do you know how long a consecutive is? It means one right after the motherfucking other. <laughs> I did try to warn you that this would happen. You went to Indonesia so pumped to get diarrhea. Do you remember... You were like, I'm going to go over there and get something called Bali Belly. Oh, did I get Bali Belly? And I kept telling you, why don't you spend... Because Siraj is like, I'm real pumped to go to this one place that sells one cent ramen. And I'm like, hey, why don't you spend two cents to not get diarrhea? <laughs> I went, it was great. I had like six bowls. Why didn't you spend <laughs> two cents to not get diarrhea? Like... Is this a thing for you where you're like, I want to get diarrhea to lose weight? Like, you seem to be like, you know how there's that there's that urban legend of the people who are called bug chasers? Oh, that's AIDS, isn't it? <laughs> well, we don't need to get super specific, but there's, the an urban legend, there's an urban legend of people who are like, they want to collect, much like Pokemon, they want to collect every STD. They've got to contract them all. I feel like you were like that with this diarrhea. Like, you were, like, hyped for this. You were hyped for the D. So let me tell you. I, here's what I think is going on. Here's what I think happened. Okay. So you know how women say that having a child is incredibly painful? Yeah. Like, so painful. Like, the worst pain you could ever experience. Yeah. Yet they go on to have multiple ones of them. The reason that they do that is because as your memory leaves, as, as time interjects itself in your life, you forget just how painful having that fucking first kid was. And then you think, oh, 
I survived. It'll be fine. And then you have another kid and it's like, oh, shit, this is not fine. <laughs> I think that's what happened. I very rarely get sick. Can you back me up on that? You don't. I am almost never sick. Yes. My immune system, I got a fucking stomach made of lead and a heart made of glass. <laughs> am very rarely sick so i think i have forgotten just how painful diarrhea can like stomach viruses can be so i get there and i'm just eating up and for most of the time it was fine let me tell you what bolly belly is bolly belly is going to the bathroom taking a shit going to lay back down to bed and then immediately needing to be like i need to get up right now <laughs> seconds I had this experience when I was at the hotel. I had this similar experience. I'm like, okay, well, my God isn't here to protect me. I'm going to have to squat. And I squatted. And Asterios, it changed my fucking life. It changed my fucking life. I will never go back to sit squatting. I am team squatty potty all the way now. I am team sit on the rim of your toilet like a fucking crow on an electrical wire and shit like a beautiful, proud, bald eagle. Because let me tell you, you will be cleaner than a fucking glacier in Antarctica when you are done. I squatted and I could feel. It felt like my intestines were going to exit my body. I was like, Oh my God, I am getting poops out that I didn't even know existed inside of me. <laughs> this is exactly what the replacement rancher said. Really? The replacement rancher came on, and I, I guess we'll play this interview at the end, but this guy was like, I'm doing this thing now where I like, I put my feet flat on the toilet seat and I, and I, I hold onto the sink with one hand and my knees with the other, <laughs> and I Squat over my own toilet like an eagle. Just perch. You got to perch like a bird. Like It's like doing a cannonball, but into your toilet. Yes. And But the splash is all the shit falling out of your body. Cannonballing into the bowl. And he's screaming at me about squat shitting. I guess he was a pretty good replacement rancher. Dude, you have to try it. Listeners, every one of you, just try it. Just one. No one will even need to know. You know what? No one watches you in the bathroom. Just do it. You You have literally nothing to lose. You know what? We've got to take a break. I actually do have to use the facilities. I'll go try this. We'll be right back. I'll I'll tell the truth about it. I want to hear your experience. Okay. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. How was your experience? I get it now. You do? I get it now. I get it. I get it. I now know why you were excited to talk about it and that weirdo was excited to talk about it. It was like a soft serve ice cream machine. The moment I squatted, it was like the handle inside me was pulled. Your colon was like... This is how it's supposed to be. Exactly. It it opened my colon opened up like a camera aperture. Like the Bombay doors were opened and the Enola Gay of shits came out of my body. <laughs> I am not This is the first this is the first thought I had. All right, so I'm like I'm trying to figure out how to squat on this thing and my first instinct was to squat on the toilet seat, but then I was like, but I'm going to break the toilet seat. So Sriracha screamed uh, j- just lift the toilet seat and just squat on the rim. And I'm like, oh, okay, duh. I'm stupid. So I squat on the rim. The moment I reach the squatting position, the sequence begins. A torrent. A torrent. 
And I was just like, whoa, because I'm used to having to wait a couple of minutes for the night watchman inside my body to wake up and like start ringing the bell, start ringing that dinner bell. Sequence immediately starts. And I look down and I don't even realize that like that there like a, a deposit is being made. And it was also a long, uninterrupted sequence, if you know what I mean. Oh, I know what you mean, buddy. And and when it, and, but then I'm worrying, like, oh no, is this gonna like hit the water with max force? And am I gonna get kind of like caught in the splash zone, so to speak? Like, is Shamu gonna get me? You know what I mean? Like, you don't sit in the front row of a Gallagher show. That's the splash zone. When he gets at the sledge bannock. But no, because the the um the leaving was so perfect, it just kissed the water and just kept going down just like a calm diver just going to the bottom of the pool to pick up a shiny penny. Like have you ever seen uh them at the Olympics do the dives? Yeah. And there's like no splash no- when they enter. Yes. That's what it was like. And I'm not kidding. I heard this little sound when it broke through the meniscus of the water. And broke is a very violent word. Mm-hmm. When it gently, it, it was a lot like, it, it sounded like this, like, I'm going to make that noise one more time. Gross. Oh, I'm gross? Yeah. I'm gross. Don't you feel like you're reborn, though? I'm gross. <laughs> You're the one who made me do this. I didn't make you do anything. You. <laughs> I'm telling you, audience, just once. Just try it one single time. I'm gross. <laughs> me. Mysterious Cook. I'm trying to pay fealty to a religious experience I just had. And I don't appreciate you calling it gross. It was beautiful. A religious experience, huh? You know what's gross? What? Every moment of my life before this was gross. Oh, yeah. I am reborn. I am. My Native American name is Squat to Shit. <laughs> Mine is Shits to Squat. Perfect. <laughs> you know how uh, in The Lone Ranger, he had a, his friend was named Tonto? Yeah. You could call me Squanto now. Guys, I'm telling you, it is the new religion. Just try it. Just one time and write me your experience. I'm not going back. I'm not going back either. I will destroy an unlimited number of toilet bowls. Here's what I'm doing right after this show. <laughs> I'm ripping out the toilet seat with my bare hands on, live on camera. Do it. I'm throwing it away. The toilet seat is the tool of the oppressor. It is the shackles around your butt that stop your ass from reaching its full potential fucking, or poop potential. Fucking white people. Am I right? You go to Indonesia to do your little eat, pray, love thing, but you should call it eat, poop, poop. Eat, squat, poop. <laughs> and then poop, 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 and then poop again. You had to go to the East to enlighten the West. Have you considered public speaking about this? True. I'm like fucking Marco Polo now. Yes. You're Marco Polo. <laughs> And Marco, get rid of the bolo. <laughs> I'm getting rid of that toilet seat. I'm telling you right now. I thought the toilet seat was holding me on the toilet. 
but it was holding me back from the toilet. Your full potential. The full potential of your colon. My full poop potential, yes. Thank you, Sriracha. You're welcome. Once again, a white person has taken a trip <laughs> and come back with important knowledge that she can just bore her friends and Instagram followers with, only this time it's good for some reason. It's the best. I, I kind of want to go, I'm not kidding. I know we've only been in this second segment for about six minutes. I kind of want to go back and keep going. I think you have the diarrhea now. Do I have diarrhea or am I getting diarrheal with myself for the first time or ever? Do I have live area? Because I feel truly, my bowels feel truly alive. That's exactly <laughs> right. I'm, t- I'm not kidding. I'm taking another break. We'll be right back after. Oh, I want to get back in there. I'm getting back in there. We'll be right back after oh, this. Jesus Christ. You shouldn't have turned me on to this if you didn't want me to become addicted to it. It's almost three o'clock. You know I have an addictive personality. We'll That's be right back. true. Welcome back. I will try not to do that again, but it's really good now. It's real good. I want to tell you just a couple of things that I was up to on the break. Please do. Okay. I had a crazy ass October, like, because Sriracha was like, I'm going out of town. I'm going to, I'm going to do this vacation thing. And I'm like, well, I can't, I got a day, I got a day job. Like Sriracha works from home. Like she works remotely. I work in the office. So I was like, well, with Sriracha gone, I'm going to do everything I have, I need to do before the end of the year. Tell me about the birds. And those three things were number one, go to Orlando with my mom to visit my grandma. Number two, go to a corn maze. I'm the corn maze guy. But number three, go to the world's largest convention for parrots. That's right. Burlington, New Jersey's own parrot police. Please, for the love of fucking God, tell me about the birds. Tell me you held them. Tell me you fed them. Tell you you gave them little tiny scratches behind their listen holes. Uh, I did. I did. I did. I did. It was pretty fucking cool, yo. It took me hours to get out there. Hours each way. It was like three or four hours each way. Because I had to go, because we live in Brooklyn's asshole, and I had to go all the way up to Manhattan, then take the PATH train to Jersey, then take a commuter rail, then take an Uber. Thank God, a super nice listener uh, picked me up at the train station and dropped me back off, saved me a lot of money. I get to Parapalooza, and my plan is this. I'm going to record a whole episode of the Loudest Podcast at Parapalooza, because... When you think parrots, you think birds who can talk. So, and when you think the world's largest parrot convention, you think the most talkative birds in the world. Birds that, are, that never shut up. I watch videos on YouTube called, like, World's Most Vocal Birds. Yes! <laughs> I felt like it would be the world's most vocal birds. Yeah! I'm thinking I'm going to be surrounded by a thousand pollies who want a thousand crackers. I'm talking to some real bird people, and I want you to hear the subtext of me saying bird people. There's a guy who's in his 50s wearing a zoot suit covered in birds of prey. Covered in bird shit? (laughs) Probably. No, no bird shit, because all his birds were wearing flippers. Oh, this is the content I need. Exactly. He was not covered in bird shit. Wearing an immaculate zoot suit, fedora, sunglasses, covered in birds. I ask him, like, hey, how much worth a bird is on you right now? How much worth a bird? $30,000 worth of birds. Holy shit. Yes. 
Like the most expensive, and he's got them all up and down his arms. He's like fucking Snoop Dogg with his pimp cup. Instead, it's birds. And you know I'm not exaggerating these numbers because I sent Sriracha. So like you go in and there's like birds for sale. I sent Sriracha a picture of a, it was like bird and cage. How much was that? What, like $6,000? No, it was $15,000. Shit, what type of bird was that? It was some <laughs> big ass, it was the bird with the big beak, a macaw? A toucan? A toucan. Oh. It was a toucan. There was a toucan in like a humongous, like human-sized prison cell. And it had a big sign on the front that said, do not put your face or hands near this cage. Toucan will attack. <laughs> $15,000 to essentially be living with a sentient knife who'll just get you. He'll just get you. That's that's like four years of community college and an okay used car to live with danger. Danger you must keep in a cage. <laughs> but he's so cute, danger. It, well, okay, this toucan was fucking adorable. So this toucan danger. was fucking adorable. I want to hear more about the babies. I'll tell you all about these birds. But Mr. Zoot Suit is covering $30,000 worth of bird. And I'm trying to interview these birds. Each bird to a man, or to a bird, I guess, thought the microphone was a snake. Not, I couldn't get one word out of any, and I'm interviewing everybody. There's a lady dressed like the Great Pumpkin, and I know that the Great Pumpkin, like, we don't know what it looks like. There's a lady dressed like a Great Pumpkin. She's got a bird dressed like a witch, a fucking parrot dressed like a witch on her arm. And I'm like, hey, I walk over real close. Hi, how you doing? I slowly introduce the microphone. And the bird slowly moves to the lady's other shoulder. I'm trying to get bird reviews here. <sighs> Fucking divas. <laughs> yes, exactly. One of those, there's a cockatiel or a cockatoo. Which is the one that has like the big, that, whose feathers go up on its head when it gets scared? It's cockatoo. Okay. I see a cockatoo. I'm like, fuck it. I can't get anything out of these parrots. Let me try to interview this cockatoo. The moment I introduce that microphone in that cockatoo's face, that cockatoo goes into full danger mode. Feathers on feathers on feathers. A full Native American headdress worth of feathers out of this goddamn cockatoo. That's appropriative, bird. I, I can't get one bird to view. And these aren't cheap birds. They're very expensive birds. I see this one African gray parrot. Who I fall in love with right away. Oh, was that the baby that was afraid of the texture of your jacket? Yes. Oh my God, so cute. $3,500 for this bird. Well, that's it? Why didn't you bring him home? <laughs> $3,500 for this bird. Can you put a price on love? Yes. $3,500. <laughs> but the worst part is, I fall in love with this African gray, and I start thinking to myself... Maybe I could put this bird across a couple of credit cards. Put it on layaway. Yeah, exactly. Is there a way? Oh, but they had cash discounts for the birds. <gasps> Day of. If you bought the whole bird in cash, 10% right off the top. Wow, you could have saved $350. You can't afford not to buy that bird. <laughs> so I'm walking around Parapalooza. <laughs> I can't get a single bird interview. I am told, though, that there is... A gentleman there known as the Parrot Magician. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to hear about the Parrot Magician. And true to his name, he is wearing a cape, a silvery cape, and he does have a wizard's hat. 
a pointy star covered wizard's hat. Now here's what I hear about the parabagician from my my buddy Lobster Bagnet, who is the guy who told me seven months ago that we have to go to Parapalooza. Right. And I told him seven months ago, yeah, I'm putting it on the calendar right now. And we did. We did put it on the calendar. Um he goes, This is a guy who does magic tricks involving birds. Like with the birds? I don't that, I assume so, right? That like, oh, the, the one bird goes in the hat and two birds come out. Yeah, like the birds are props, magical props. Or assistants. I mean, you know, they're birds. Like, we don't have to like devalue them. True. Um, I'm like, dope. Magic involving birds. Birds running around. Then I get there and someone else tells me, no, no, no. The, pa- the parrot magician does magic for birds. Okay, that I am significantly less impressed by. <laughs> I was way more impressed by it. Because here's what I'm imagining. I walk into a room. There's a bunch of birds seated in rapt attention on one side of the room. And on the other side of the room is, I don't know, a guy pulling some keys out of his hat and then putting them back in his hat and then pulling his keys out of the hat for 40 minutes. Just cycling through these keys. Yeah, I was going to say, like, birds are impressed. Have you ever seen a bird play peekaboo? They lose their fucking minds. Yeah. I don't think it'd be hard that hard to do magic for bird. Ready? You ready to see a bird magic trick? Sure. Stereos? Okay, ready? See the cell phone? Uh-huh. I'm going to make the cell phone disappear. Okay, Sriracha's sitting on the cell phone Ah, The cell phone no longer exists. What are you talking about? It's not in front of you where it was. Okay, now look, I'm not impressed by this because I'm a very smart human. Maybe the smartest human who's ever lived. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go squatch it for the third time in five minutes. That's pretty intelligent. But... But but for me, it's I I, look. I don't care what the magician is doing. I want to see birds get impressed by things. There is nothing better than looking at the face of a delighted bird. So I get there and I'm like, oh shit! I can't wait to see this guy blow some birds' fucking minds. Tiny tiny bird minds. And I get to his booth. He's not a magician with birds. He's not a magician for birds. He. Make sure birds behave so well that you think it's magic. He's the bird whisperer. That's why they call him the parrot magician. He works magic on your bird's behavioral patterns. That is misleading. And that's when I left Parrot Palooza. I was like, I don't even want to interview you, parrot magician. I've heard so much garbage about you. It... It was impressive, then it was more impressive, and now I'm going home. Goodbye, parrot magician. Good day, sir. Good day to you, squawk, squawk. But it wasn't all bad. Granted, no interviews. Granted, the parrot magician was a bust. The New Jersey bird guy was there, and he has he does this whole routine where he just yells at his birds. He just yells at them, and it's pretty funny. He's just like, he's just like, uh, he, he's like, hey, come on, Lippy. Hey. Hey, Lippy, do the trick. And then the bird refuses to do the trick. He's like, do the trick, Lippy, do the trick. The bird refuses to do the trick. Do the trick, Lippy, do the trick. Bird refuses to do the trick. And and then he turns around and he goes, I can't believe this bird's not doing the trick. Suddenly the bird hops on a tricycle and starts striking. And then he turns around and the bird hops off the tricycle right away. He has this whole routine where like... He is constantly frustrated and shown up by birds. And then the birds demand payment after the tricks. He literally gives them coins that they put in little bird-shaped piggy banks. He has this whole thing where like these he's like getting cucked by these cockatoos. And I was like, I love you, New Jersey parrot magician. You found a way to turn yelling birds into incredibly good content. 
oh my god, I'm gonna kill myself if I don't make it to this next year. That sounds so cute. I t- I videotaped this whole show and I will show it to you later. Fuck. Um, but Parrot Palooza takes place at a place called like Bird World or Exotic Bird World. Out or in the middle of New Jersey. It's in the middle of nowhere because birds need a lot of room, and um, they have two rooms at Bird World that I think you will love. <gasps> There's a room called the Baby Room, and it is full. Of baby birds. Tell me more. Well, if you like that room, I don't know if you'll like the second room. Please tell me. Please tell me. Okay. I I don't know if the second room's for you. In in fact, I'm not going to tell you about the second room. Tell me about the second room. Okay. Okay. It's called the babier room. Wait, the babier room? Yes. What's the difference? It's even smaller baby birds holy fucking shit because if you think about it they can't put the big baby birds and the small baby birds in the same room will they eat each other uh, hey who knows what'll happen it just doesn't work right well it's just the sizes don't make yes they'll eat they'll eat each other I mean, <laughs> oh, no. they'll, they'll destroy each other <laughs> like like because some of these babyest birds are like the size of McNuggets and birds are McNuggets and the toucan will eat them like McNuggets. And they will think that they are McNuggets. What's the, I mean, they are McNuggets. Like, um, I'm going to name a bird McNugget. As you should. As we all should. So say we all. So I go to the baby room and I'm seeing $2,600 parrots, $3,500 parrots. They're all landing on me. They're all kissing me. It's dope. Then I go to the babier room and there are like $90 birds. And I'm like, oh, fuck affordable birds for the recently sued birds in my budget yeah exactly yeah i'm a birder on a budget and and i'm with a lobster magnet and lobster magnet uh and of course his bird uh captain crunch captain crunch the best behaved bird in the entire world i love this goddamn bird and um lobster is like ah you don't want these 90 dollar birds ah they're just decorative they don't do anything what i'm like they don't do anything <laughs> What are these, what is this like $15,000 bird doing my taxes or is it taking my toddler's eye out of its skull? What do we do? I don't want these birds to do things. The only thing these birds do are hurt you and your clothes and your kids. Yeah, I think all birds are for decoration if you really think about it. Yes! These $90 birds, they look like adorable little Christmas ornaments. Like they were finches, some kind of finch. They look like a little painting brought to life. Okay, finches are pretty dumb. What the fuck? Is, what, what's tell me? Tell me everything you know about bird intelligence. I don't know shit about. Have this. you ever seen finches on the road? They constantly get their food stolen by pigeons. All people. Pigeon. Okay. I like that. There's like I like that pigeons are like the New Yorkers of birds. Like, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> um, I was so close to coming home with like I was so close to just. Going to the ATM because they have an ATM in the in the baby. Room. Of course they do. They know, and just being like, "Here's seven hundred dollars. Give me all the finches you got. I'll take seven hundred dollar worth of finch, and I throw in the cage for free. I'm paying cash. I'm a I'm a big finch baller. Over I'm a here. big bird mogul. Parapalooza was great. The corn maze was also great. I I don't want to go too long, but the corn maze was also amazing. About seven. Amazing, pe- you say? Hey, fucking nice. Praise the maze. Seven people came out because I was giving away a used PlayStation VR. Who won? Some kid named WeezerFan420. Oh, yeah. I like that kid. That kid is in the series running to be the top Raja. Right now, he, right now it's a tie between him and the guy who squats shits. <laughs> um, 
and uh but uh but weezer fan 420 was dope um the thing a lot of people are asking why are you giving away used playstation vr i spent months finding like the appropriately priced playstation vr on ebay i was bidding and bidding and bidding i finally got the whole thing for like a hundred dollars because i wanted to play the new star trek game it's called star trek and it's old at this point called star trek bridge crew the idea is that like you put on this helmet and you're suddenly pulled into the world of star trek and like you're a captain you're yelling shit Long story short, yeah, I think that game sucks. <laughs> Sounds game, like it sucks dick says he played it once and never again. I played it once and I was like, I'm fucking done with this. Because what they do, it's like, it's very hard to operate a starship and the reward is like it moves slightly faster. Like, I'm not, I don't care. And, uh, but anyway, so this PlayStation VR was just in the closet for like a year. And I'm like, I really want to use this space for something else. <laughs> I know, I'll give it away. So I went into the middle of a new, of a Pennsylvania corn maze and hid myself. And I told listeners, the first person to find me would get to use PlayStation VR. And people kept finding me before I was properly <laughs> hidden. So like, I had to tell like six different people, like, no, 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 I'm not hidden yet. No, 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 I'm not hidden yet. You haven't found me. I'm so sorry. No, you can't have my beautiful VR boy yet. <laughs> I'm carrying around in like a big target bag. I'm like, no, 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 you haven't found me. And then finally, like, I did get to the place I wanted to hide. And then this kid found me. And I was like, congratulations. I was glad it was that kid because he apparently thought everything started at like 10 a.m. So he had been there for like hours just waiting for me to show up. <laughs> so I'm glad that kid was the PlayStation VR. This is to reward your patience, my son. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, congratulations. This is your problem now. I'm going to go to one more corn maze before the end of the year. And I'm going to give away this semi-functional Nintendo DS. Wow. That is a valuable item. It works sometimes. Period. <laughs> so It works until it don't. <laughs> it comes with new Super Mario Brothers. Which is probably more valuable than the hardware itself. <gasps> and it also comes with a copy of Professor Layton and the Curious Village. I've heard good things about that one. Really? No. Yeah, I mean, I tried to play it, but it looked really boring. It was I'm just kind of, saying words. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, it was like, oh, there's all these mysteries in this village. And I was like, this seems like a lot of work. Can I just jump on shit? <laughs> and then it was like, okay, well, then maybe you want to buy Super Mario Brothers. And I did. And I was like, I'm bored. I'm going to collect coins. Yeah, exactly. What? I don't, uh. So anyway, so the next corn maze I go to, which will be which will be the official close of corn maze season, uh, uh, you will win a semi-functional Nintendo DS and two games. Wow. I know. But I did achieve a lifelong dream inside the corn maze, which is if you solve the corn maze, they let you get on a live microphone and like go like, yay, to the whole corn maze. What? Why? <laughs> I don't know. That is asking for someone to scream a racial slur. It did seem like a big mistake. Don't scream a racial slur <laughs> into this live microphone that everyone can hear you on. Scamps. So I did get access to the microphone. And you said a racial slur? No, I did not say a racial slur, Sorecha. Here's. So I did not yell a racial slur, but I did yell patreon.com slash asterios to an entire corn maze worth of people <laughs> the moms were like cover your ears kid <laughs> <gasps> the shillinging is happening oh my God. pennsylvania red as blood <laughs> <laughs> 
especially Pensatucky. Yeah, no, no, we were definitely in Pensatucky. Um, so, anyways, well, I had fun. Oh, and then I went to my, I went to visit my grandma down in Florida, and for the first time in like eight years, I got a good grandma role. Wow. She was not mean. She was so nice. She told me I looked nice, and she was like, "Thank you for visiting me." And we watched uh, 90 Day Fiance together, and she was she didn't say anything about anybody's ethnicity <laughs> or gender or sexual preference. Wow, let me tell you, that's a real trying because that's like the, the basis of the show is ethnicity. Yeah, I know, I know. She was so nice and docile. She all she needed me to help her figure out how to use Facebook. I did. It was great. <laughs> she did briefly bring up impeachment and started talking about how, like, maybe we should wait. We're about to have an election anyway, so why go to the trouble of all this impeachment? Making some solid points, Grandma. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, hey, look. It's Dancing with the Stars is on. Uh-huh. And, like, I put on Dancing with the Stars, and it's like, oh, let's watch this and not talk about politics ever, ever. And, um... And at the end of the trip to see grandma, she went, I love you and I always will. Aww. And I was like, remember this, remember this, remember this, remember this, remember this, remember this. Yeah, you gotta encode that shit forever. (laughs) I'm like trying to like burn this in my brain, like burn it in my brain. Cause like the next time I talk to her, she might go like, hey, you look fat. Your hair looks like shit. What's up, fat shit hair? How's your shit hair life? How's your shit fat hair? (laughs) Do you have a job yet? I mean one with benefits, not that stupid temp job you have. Do you have a job that provides health insurance yet? Or are you on Obamacare? And I'll just be like, remember the good times. Remember that good grandma role you had. Well... Why don't we open up some gifts? Let's let, let me cheer myself up. A lot of listeners have sent us some really nice stuff. Why don't we open some of this stuff? We up, got huh? some nice shit here. All right, fuck yeah. Okay. Welcome back to the loudest podcast, the Welcome Back Sarancha episode. Hey yo. Please don't ever leave again. I am leaving tomorrow. Okay. Please don't. But please do open some of these cool gifts that have arrived in the month you've been gone. People have been sending you. And only you. That's verifiably false. Things to our P.O. box. Uh, I, I'll find the P.O. box. I'll put, the, I'll put our P.O. box at the end of the episode. Yeah, guys, send us stuff. Just yes. send us a pile of garbage. Yeah. Oh, oh, here it is. 8801 Fifth Avenue, P.O. box 9700. That's 90,700. Brooklyn, New York, 11209. Dash nine 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 seven. That's our PO box. All right, open up some of this stuff. It's been burning a hole in the living room. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, so this one is for Bustirios Boconos. Okay, and it is from. Uh, let's wait and see if there's a silly, silly name. Okay, I know what this is. This is actually something I paid for. It is. Oh, so yeah, because a this. kid was texting me that he saw this movie at Walmart and he thought of me, and I was like. I need you to go buy that movie. Oh, is this? Oh my God, is this that uh that studio that makes asylum films? Yes. Uh, this is Avengers of Justice, Farce War. Are we sure this is not a port? <laughs> it might be. 
I'll jerk. I'll jerk it to it as a quote joke. What is it rated? Oh, let's find out if that's possible. Okay, uh, this is Avengers of Justice. It is a parody of the Avengers movie starring WWE superstar Shawn Michaels as Yoda. Even oh no, he's the Hulk. He's some kind of Hulk Yoda. Also, as if, if you don't mind taking a look at the cover, the Joker's also in it. Oh, it's the Avengers meet the Justice League, it, but a parody. Yeah, I guess that's possible in this universe. Yeah, there's a distur. I don't. I don't have any jokes about this because I don't know what it is. Here, you want it? Yes, of course I do. <laughs> I can't move. Okay, hold on. Okay, first off, this stars Steve Ranazizi. I think Steve Ranazizi is the guy who claimed that he his parents died on 9-11. Oh, my God. Wait, I've heard about this guy. Yes. He was in that show, The League. And like something he always said, he was always like, yeah, my mom and dad died on 9-11. Yes. My mom was in Tower 1 and my dad was in Tower 2 and they and they both died. It was terrible. And then it turned out like, no, they didn't. And then didn't somebody find that out because he somebody dug up an old like status or something about how him and his family weren't even in New York? During 9-11. I don't, I don't remember the details, but I remember laughing incredibly hard. When I found yes, exactly. And so everybody was like, hey, you can't lie about losing your parents to 9-11. That's it. We don't want to work with you in comedy anymore. But you know who does want to work with him? The Avengers of Justice, the Farce Wars people. Listen, his career is going to be on fire after Vertical Films releases this in theaters. <laughs> okay, this is, it says on the front cover, Pretty recently, in a galaxy really close, there's been a disturbance in the force. Will legendary crime fighter Superbat rescue his children from the evil forces of Dark Jokester and Lisp Luther before their turn to the naughty side of the farce? With the help of the incredible yoga master, Beaverine, El Capitan, and a handful of other superheroes, Superbat must save the world and restore balance to the farce before it's too late. Are we like 100% sure this isn't a porno? <laughs> I'm going to start jerking it and see what happens. Look, Amy Smart is in it, and it would be Amy Dumb <laughs> of me not to jerk that? it to Amy Smart. Who the fuck is that? You don't know who Amy Smart is? No. Well, Sriracha... Seriously, I you just are so heard... dumb. Google Google.com. I, I can't just... believe you don't know who Amy Smart is. Dot com. Let's open this package before Stereos interrupts me again. <laughs> this one is from Bunny. I assume. So that's what it says in the box. Oh, I know who Amy Smart is. Who is it? Do you remember that you remember that movie where that guy had to like recharge his heart like by fighting people? Uh, okay, okay. You are. I want you to talk to me with the frame of mind that you were speaking to someone who has never seen Titanic. Okay. There was a movie a long time ago starring like, Oi, I'm that British guy. I'm in Hobbs and Shaw. Oi. Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. There was a movie a long time ago about a guy who was poisoned and he had to keep his heart rate up in order to not die. They made a sequel to that where this guy's heart got hooked up to, like, a battery, and he had to, like, electrically charge his heart to not die. Amy Smart played the stripper that had to fuck him back to life in that movie. Okay. 
So he got a pacemaker? <laughs> yeah, like a, but like a, yes, some kind of bomb on his heart. Yes. Wow, what a five-star cast we have here. I smell an Oscar <laughs> for Amy Smart. What's in the second packet? Okay, this is from uh, Bonnie, who is a girl I go to lunch with sometimes. Dear Sarancha, spelled my last name correctly, no tilde on the end, though. <laughs> Dear Sarancha, if Stuffin is going to protect your dumb ass while you fight in the war, he's going to need the right... Oh my god, this is a Porg outfit. What? Holy fuck. Fuck me. Fuck me in the ass. Oh my god. Fuck me in the ass. This is a Porg outfit. Oh my god. It's going to be a Porg outfit. Oh my god. A Stereos. It's a helmet. Holy... Oh my fucking god. Oh my fucking... A Stereos! Look at him! Look at him, he's got a little helmet! Okay. Uh, whoever the person sent this is knitted a full-on, like, shark hat for a porg so that it looks like the porg has a shark fin. He's got a limit. No, it's a little Roman emperor. It's a little ro- Oh, okay. Oh, my God, look at him. He's ready to fight for the crusade. Oh, who's going to restore Catholicism to the infidels? You are. Good luck, little guy. Oh, my God. Look at how cute he is. I, wow. Wow, that's the best hat I've ever look seen. Look at him. Look at him. Okay, I love Look it. at him. This is the greatest gift I've ever been given. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Look at him. He's so regal. This, okay. We got to put pictures up on Twitter or something. We do have to put pictures up on Twitter. Um, This hat is... It is clearly made with love. Love is radiating off this hat. It do- you are right. It looks like a little Roman soldier's cap. It fits him like a fucking glove. It fits Dude, him perfectly. It won't even perfectly. come off. Probably because she fitted it to Nutella, the porg that she won in the contest. Yeah, she did win that. Oh, he's ready for whimper. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Great. He's ready to go out in the snow. And touch it and be confused because there's just no an octo. Oh my god! Thank you. Oh my god! I'm so happy right now. Stop and sit here. Wear your little stupid hat. Oh my god! Oh look, there's a little there's a little snowflake that goes <gasps> on it too. Oh, they, oh, she included like a little snowflake pin. That is oh, fucking adorable. That is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Oh my god, I'm so happy. I love America. <laughs> All right, this next one looks pretty tightly wound. Okay, be careful with this. Oh, I, shit. I know exactly what it is. It says, pony things, not cocaine. <laughs> uh, we were sent a big package, and it looks like a brick of cocaine to the point where this person had to put not cocaine on it. Uh, this is the guy who made it so that the... This is the guy who put us in touch with the printer for the sex pillows. Oh, great. We also met him in Detroit. Remember he... Get, okay, he brought us a bunch of stickers that said, like, biohazard that he brought back from, like, a Russian prison or something. Oh, yeet. Yeah, exactly. And I was very afraid to bring them on the plane because I'm like, I don't want to bring stickers on a plane that say biohazard. But they were still very cool stickers. Oh, I'm very excited to see what's in here. This is, like, this is wrapped like my dad wraps his Christmas presents. <laughs> it's just, like, no. Have I ever told you how my dad wraps Christmas presents? Stickers? How does your dad wrap Christmas presents? He just doesn't. He just covers them in duct tape. I'm not even, like, no paper involved. Just 
duct tape. He just duct tapes the boxes to the point where you can't even. Oh my god, it's Twilight Secret Ship Vic. Who is this from? Oh my god. I'm I'm questioning how this guy knows <laughs> what the Oh my god, I've always I have oh, Do you know what this shit is? Yes, I do. How do you uh, know what this why shit? Why don't you A, you've told it to me on air before. B, why don't you I'm trying to find his fake internet name. I don't want to give his real name out. Why okay. don't you tell everybody about this product while I look up his name? So, Twilight Secret Shipfic folder, I know it's a mouthful, is a game that is very very popular with it is a fan-made My Little Pony card game. It is very popular with people that attend BronyCon, and I don't totally understand the rules, but I have heard it is complicated to an unnecessary degree. It's like Magic the Gathering for pony people. Oh my god, I am so pumped. I have wanted to learn how to play this game for the longest fucking time. I wanted to, I tried to learn at BronyCon a couple of years ago, but nobody would let me play because you kind of already need a deck. To feel like you can't just pick up and start playing because the game has rules and you need to learn how to play before you. But oh my god, I'm so excited. I cannot wait to learn how to play this game. And this is, I think, rare too. I don't know if you can buy these anymore because the I'm pretty sure they aren't selling like the base decks anymore. I know on their website you can print out like you can make your own. I'm not doing that. Cards, but yeah, no, I think this is a pretty rare item. I want the cards. Yes. His name is Sequinox. Sequinox. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I, I'm literally un- unironically super. I know everything I say sounds insincere, but I'm unironically super excited to learn how to play this game. The reason, like, you told me about this on an episode of the show like a month or two ago, and I put out the call. I was like, I want this game because it mixes the two things we love. You love pony garbage, and I love needlessly complicated nerd games. The moment you told me that this card game took, like, hours to learn, like, they were expansion packs that were rare, and they were, like, special cards you had to line up for at, like, 6 a.m. at BronyCon to get, like, this one expansion pack. Yeah. I was like, this is the, this might be the only thing that brings us together. This, the Venn diagram of our interests is, like, two distant stars, except for this one stupid <laughs> pony game, and Sequinox has come through. I even told him, I was like, we just want to play it once, and then we'll return these cards, because I know they're valuable and rare. He was so goddamn nice. He was like, no, no, no. Keep all these pony cards. This is truly incredible. Wait. Smutfic. Smutfic repace meant for... Oh, my God. This is a misprint. We even have a misprint card Fuck here. yeah. Princess Molestia misprint. <laughs> can you please read the powers of Princess Molestia? Like, can you, like, help me out here? Okay, so I think this is a misprint because it's missing, um... So, on all of the cards, there's a picture, there's a skill name, there's a description of how to use it, and then you know how on Yu-Gi-Oh cards, after they have the attacks, they'll have something, like, just a little blurb about the character? Yeah, they call it flavor text. Yeah, so this only has flavor text. It does not... I'm not sure how to... Uh, this is called Little Black Book. She kept a list of her most loyal subject penned in a book. Over the years, she'd accumulated so many in her records and occasionally flipped through the names to select one or two lucky receivers. Her goal was to thank each one properly and personally, dot, dot, dot. After all, who could reviews a visit from the princess? Oh, my God. Have you ever heard about the Princess Molestia thing? Real quick. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, it's an internet meme. So, the answer is... More no than ever. 
I still don't know what vibe check means, let alone Princess Molestia. There's this awesome video. There's this awesome video from a number of BronyCons ago. I think it was BronyCon or some kind of stupid fucking pony convention where (laughs) some guy walks up. So you know how they have panels and you can ask like creators of shows questions at the panels. Some dude walked up to the microphone and was like asking questions, I think to the storyboarders or whoever writes the episodes and was like, "Uh, I want to know what you guys think about the darker side of the fandom. Like, uh, I don't know if you know this, but there are a lot of people that think that uh, Princess Celestia is a tyrant or God forbid a molester and then the lady cuts him off and is like um well you can think whatever you want about the show but this is a convention for children so we will not be talking about that (laughs) it's hysterical it's fucking hysterical awesome okay well I guess in the because I want to learn how to play this game. I want to play it with you live on Twitch or YouTube or something. And I guess while we're playing this game, you can tell me all about Princess Molestia. Great. What do you think I know all about Princess Molestia? I think you know everything about Princess Molestia. I think you know the fake stupid internet name of the guy who came up with Princess Molestia. Like, this is Clop Clop 69's, like, greatest achievement is Princess Molestia. I was at a bar at BrodyCon, and I was talking to, I ran into, I guess this guy is very famous, a very famous uh, fanfic writer in the My Little Pony community. I remember his name, but I'm not going to say it. And he was talking about- I know you remember his name. He was talking about, he was like, yeah, no, I've got all these uh, fan fictions and they all get all these reviews and reviews. And apparently there are My Little Pony fanfic fangirls. And so he's like, yeah, this one chick is morbidly obese and constantly sends me nudes. An email. I was like, well, let me see, buddy. I don't believe you. So he pulled his phone and he produces like gigabytes, gigabytes of nudes. Asterios. I think the word you're looking for is gigabytes. He preferred gigabytes of these nudes. It was bizarre. It was truly, he's like, yeah, no. And I was like, holy shit, you weren't shitting me. And he's like, yeah, you should see what I have on Snapchat. It's like, oh God, please don't. I would not keep them. I wouldn't keep them. I think it's rude to keep. If like, if I've ever been sent a nude and I'm like, not interested. It's just like, you got to delete that. Like, you can't just keep that around. I think that's kind of rude. I mean, to be fair, it wasn't his email. So like, how often do you that, delete wait, emails? Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Retracted. That's a good point. Because now, like, deleting emails isn't the default. It's archiving them. So, hey, virgins out there, listen up. Are you sick of not being able to get laid? Write a real popular My Little Pony fan fiction. You will be drowning in pussy. God. Gigabytes of p- gigabytes of gigabytes pussy. Of, of horse poon. Okay. Sweet, Is there sweet. one more? Can you just open this last box so we yeah. can get to the next segment? Yeah. I hate this segment. I hate it now. This is a segment where incredibly nice people send us stuff for free. And you've made me hate it. Congratulations, oh, Sir Nachos. God, my body. Okay, um, this is from True Okami Follower. Oh my god, I'm pumped about this one. This is the dude that I think works at a Starbucks. Fuck yeah. Is that doxing? I don't think so. (laughs) Ow! That is not how you're supposed to use scissors. Take me down to New York City where the grass is green and you need a tree fitty. Also, I don't know if I mentioned this in the first half, but uh, none none of the buildings in Indonesia have addresses. What? How do no. people get mail? Uh, you don't. <laughs> oh, okay. 
That's fine. Okay. You, I, I mean, I don't think there are addresses because I, streets have names. The streets have names, but the individual buildings, I don't think do. Okay. Because let me tell you, it was a goddamn struggle to get where I needed to go in that country. Like, you'd get in a taxi, and then you'd show the guy the name of, like, the restaurant you needed to go to, or, God forbid, if you weren't going to a restaurant, you just had to pick something near it and hope that he knew where you were going. And he just looks at me, he's like, how do I get there? I'm like, dude, do you think I fucking know? <laughs> You're a goddamn taxi driver. I don't fucking know. This is kind of why I got in the car and didn't rent a rent a vehicle to drive my own stupid ass. <gasps> Oh my god, it's food. <laughs> oh, thank god, I'm starving. I am literally fucking starving. Oh my god, someone said us food. We can eat today. Yeet. Okay, so we got Italian roast coffee. Is that two pounds? That's a giant fucking a bag of coffee. This is a bag of coffee. Jesus, it's like a baby-sized bag of coffee. We have, oh my god, just a smattering, a smorgasbord of Starbucks. Good, I love Starbucks. This is part of my culture, stereos. Oh my god, it's full. We have espresso beans. We've got multiple flavors of coffee. We have many of these. Those are chocolate croissants. I'm gonna eat one. Okay, well, do you want me to toast it for you? No. Okay. We have, oh my god, more beans. This is really fucking nice, my guy. This is instant pumpkin spice lattes. Fuck yes, I love instant coffee. I... Have drink instant coffee more than I ever thought humanly possible. What in the God's name? These are just Slim Jim. Oh, yeah! I'm starting. Wait, I need to step into one of those. You want one? I can't move. Cool, you're cool. Oh, fuck yeah. Matador Flamin' Hot Flavor Slim Jim Snack Sticks. And this is some form of chain? Wait, let's that see. looks like a necklace. Let's see what's going on in this necklace. Oh, they're cute. Look. Oh, it's a corgi. It's a fox. Okay, even better. These have got some little cats. Oh my god, those are those are fucking adorable. They're I wonder so if cute. that's his art. But whatever, wherever these necklaces are from, they're great. I do not see a note in here, so I'm just gonna say thank you to True Okami follower. Yes, he sent us like a year supply of coffee. A bunch of food, a bunch of snack sticks. How did you know we weren't adults? How did you know I was hungry right now? <laughs> yeah, how did you know that we would need, like, a mommy to send us things? Yeah. Thank you. All right, I'm going to snap into this Slim Jim. I'm going to snap into this chocolate croissant. All right, we'll be right back after this. Shh. Shh. All right, let's take a minute to eat. Are you cool with that? Yeah. All right, I'm going to pause that's it for this week's episode of the Loudest Podcast. Uh, thank you so much to all our replacement ranches. Thanks to Waterboy uh, for coming up with our opening theme. And thanks to the boys at Roast Mortem for coming up with our closing theme. Thanks to Zwick for editing this and doing such a goddamn good job. And um, stay tuned through the end through through this end theme because we're going to have our first replacement ranch interview. Uh, that's it. Talk to you next time. Bye.
Coming up next is a man named Dakai Foss. He has literally, he went and he found an actual job application, brought it into Photoshop and filled it out. Last name Foss, first name Dat, middle name, middle initial G. Uh, email, he writes, I have one of those. Uh, under date of birth, he just wrote the words date of birth. Uh, what position are you applying for, Sarancha, without butt stuff? How'd you hear about this position? I ain't no snitch. This is great. He's included a photo of himself wearing a scally cap and glasses. Uh, much like Mushmouth from the original Cosby Club, Fat Albert. Uh, he write. oh, only... He has one, two, three, four, five. He has 11 cigarettes in his mouth. He writes, I am the right man for the best job. I can be loud on a loud podcast. I hope you consider me for the position. Dagai Falls, welcome to the show. Hey, Stereos. If you hadn't noticed, I also didn't use any slurs or awkward person on my application. I was actually going to start by giving you five rancher points. I'm giving you 10 off the bat. Five for effort and five... For, yes, good job not using any word, any of the, the no-no words. Now, and I'm uh, very professional, as you can see. I can see that. Now, Dakai Foss, what is your Saranta topic? What did you bring in here today? What do you got for well, me? Well, Stereos, I, I've been trying something because it was recommended to me, and at first I tried something else and it didn't work. I tried TikTok videos to experiment <gasps> with that, but I got about 15 seconds in, and I wanted to stick my head in an oven. Okay. No good. Didn't work. Yeah. I, so I, I have no, tried no to watch TikTok. the. I've tried to watch the TikTok too. Like, no. it's so funny because I because I work in, in in the advertising field, and I remember like there was one time like we we're all sitting around. And we were all like, oh, TikTok's great. Oh, we all love TikTok. Oh, what a great platform. And I, I'm looking at all of us, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, none of us watch TikToks. None of us. We all just like the idea of, like, shoving our ads in front of these 16-year-old kids' faces. Like, ooh, X3, whatever, round pounces, nami wami, and then just, like, see if a Ford is good for you. Have you driven I, a Ford I lately? Just- I just can't. I just can't do it. It. I. I can't be down with the kids. It makes me feel uh, R word. Sometimes I. I don't. I, look, I see your picture I just here. Have such a hard time. I see your picture here. I think we both know what the biggest problem with TikTok is. Is that we feel like perverts. It is. Well, it's just like well. nonstop fourteen-year-old kids on this thing, and it's like. Yeah, I don't need an app that only shows me fourteen-year-olds. Like, well, I don't, I don't want to talk about the fourteen. We don't need to I look, but you see, I, you see, He's doing it for being, me. All right, we're being delicate with it. We don't need to go to. I'm just. It's like it's you gotta not be, for you us. You got to be delicate with fourteen. Okay, they're, they're, we're taking five rancher points away. Actually, wait, Sarancha, oh, actually, oh, no, wait, Sarancha but, might have said that, so give them but, back. Okay. But, but so, so the TikTok doesn't work, yeah. and, and anyways, I can't even use TikTok for what I need it for next, because mm-hmm. I've been recommended trying this thing called shitting while squatting. Oh. It, you know what? You get it 20 Sarancha points. It actually, it actually kind of works, and I have to admit, people said, I am, I'm an asshole of nature, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. But so is my own asshole. The only problem with shit squatting, it works. It comes out so much easier and so much naturally. Yeah. But oh my God, sometimes, 
sometimes it just gets all over the place a little too much, and I got hmm. a little bit more cleanup. I don't know what to do here. No, no, just real quick. Real quick. Makes, Re- hey, yeah. real quick. When you say it gets all over the place, do you mean that... Oh, like- my God. I mean the rim, the floor, my mirror, my shower, okay. my dog, my neighbors. No, no, I hear you. I hear you. So... So you're so you have like a wide aperture to your lens, so to speak. Oh, oh, very much. It's so. like a barn and door like, opening up, and then the whole herd comes out. I hear you. No, I and hear I ya. really, I really got to sturdy myself with my hands, but I can only use one hand to sturdy myself. Yeah, because my other hand, I, I need, I need my Applejack to help comfort me during these times of you know the, the anal burn. When you say you're Applejack, do you mean the a pony doll? Maybe should I should I not have uh, admitted to that? I, I need her. I need to explain to her mm-hmm. what's what's wrong about her views and opinions mm-hmm. on horses. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just trying to explain to her mm-hmm. what's wrong with a lot of her views. Okay, we're okay? moving, and we're just going to move. She's a right sassy, on, fun girl. She right just she just this. needs to know that not everything she she believes is right. She's and a good girl at heart. Moving on. What about the squatty potty? Because that way you don't need to do so much balancing. It's like. When you're squatting, you're bringing your body closer to the floor. With a squatty potty, you bring the floor closer to you. Think yeah, about I'm what are just, you thinking? Oh, I'm just you must have considered toilet. this. Should I get a squatty potty? You sh- I mean, what a squatty potty is is it's just like a little footstool. It just happens to be curved to like fit the bottom of the toilet. But like, if you just brought in like a bunch of books or a bunch of cardboard boxes, just some to get your knees up so that your butt's on the seat. Your knees are up behind your ears, and and your and let's say the your entire Bombay is over the target. You know, I do need some good. I need a reason to strengthen my calves and mm-hmm. get my legs in shape. I, mm-hmm. I think this would actually help. It's like I'm accomplishing many things here at once. DGF. And I also yeah. I also feel like I'd be sticking it to the government doing this because I feel like they've been telling us how to shit for too long. I think we need to take a shit on the government by by squatting while shitting. Are they are they teaching how to poop in like health class now? Wait, what are you talking Probably. about? Probably. Co- Who knows? Who knows what they're trying to indoctrinate okay, our kids? Okay, look, with you, a you did not back that point up at all. But B, do I have to? Sriracha, no, because Sriracha doesn't like the government either. So that's another five rancher points. I hate that the guy that brought in squat shitting is the closest so far to Sriracha. DGF, I'm going to give you some homework. Go either okay. buy a squatty potty or create one out of the things around your house. Give it okay. a shot. And, um, le- and I live like a homeless person already, so that shouldn't could be too Could that hard. be the reason poop is getting everywhere? Are you just, like, shitting into a dumpster? I do what I want. Don't tell me what to do. All right, you send us a voicemail on how this is going. Dak I Foss, everybody. I'll, I'll this be guy, sure to update you. This, I hate to say it. Dak I Foss was really good. <laughs>